Hi, I'm Katherine Flashner, and welcome to The Truth Is, a podcast dedicated to speaking the truth, the truth of who we are, what we experience, and what we dream of. Our goal here is twofold. The first order of business is to unpack why we historically, and in so many spaces today, don't speak our truth. Why do we hide who we really are? Why do we doubt what we go through? Why do we hesitate to take up more space in the world? From that awareness, we'll next discover what happens when we do share our truthful stories. What happens to us, those around us, and to our community at large? My hope is that you will walk away from these conversations with a sense of strength and responsibility to speak more boldly at home, at work, and in all facets of your life. Welcome to The Truth Is. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Truth Is. It feels so good to be coming back to this space after a few weeks away from it. I don't know why it feels like I'm like coming home to people that really get me or something like that. And gosh, I hope that this space can be that for you in some capacity. That's like my dream. You know, I was away for a few weeks because life got the best of me and I was officially leaving San Francisco to move to Los Angeles. And now I'm sitting in a empty and cluttered apartment with a lot of unpacked boxes, very little furniture, a TV on the floor. And I have a dog that I had just adopted sitting next to me because I figured, yeah, why not move to a new city and bring an 80 pound animal that I don't know with me? And if you're my landlord, he's 25 pounds, actually. Full disclosure, I'm recording this on Thursday. If you listen to it Friday, chances are I haven't confirmed his name. I've told my boyfriend and my sisters that it'll be done by the weekend. And it's always fun when you start to crowdsource what everyone thinks his name should be. And I was like, I need like a weekend alone with him to really land on what feels truthful. Huh. Hashtag the truth is. So that's where I'm at. So new experiences all around is the point. And today I wanted to share some reflections and and offer what I'm processing as guiding principles for starting a new chapter and embracing the awkwardness and discomfort of starting a new chapter, a new anything. And so maybe you're in something new right now, maybe it's a job, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's a cooking class, I don't know. And also, I think while sure you might be in something in something new, I think that this conversation is also about honoring the new chapters that you've entered to get to where you are right now. And as I'm in the awkwardness of the newness that is my life and where I live and where I work. And even I look at this lovely dog next to me. He does have a name. It's Jared. I just don't know if I'm going to keep the name Jared. 
And he's not looking at me when I say it, so I think he might be okay with it too. The point is, it was actually pretty wild when I got him, and I honestly think this is a topic for another episode, but when I got him over the weekend, it was so overwhelming to me. And there's a lot there. I think, you know, I recorded an episode talking about losing my dear girl, Julie, about five months ago. I think a lot of grief came up in the experience of adopting this dog. And also just the overwhelming nature of like, oh my gosh, this 80 pound dog is my responsibility. Was I ready for this? Is he weird? Like I just, I just get really uncomfortable and my head starts to spin just how big the commitment is and the implication and Am I ready for it? And all that stuff. Will I be close to him? Will he like me? And what really offered me solace as I got through processing all of that feeling is the experience I had in the past. And when I adopted my Julie in 2020, I had a similar overwhelm of like, oh my God, this animal's just looking at me and wants me to take care of it. And I don't know it and I don't know what I'm doing. And man, if that isn't the starting point, and so as I think about reflections on phases of a new chapter, the first one is, to me, phase one is awkwardness and discomfort. And the other point of reflection that I want to add is I think about starting my life in this new city is to go back and look at the arc of my time in San Francisco when I first got there, and I would even say for the first few years, it was an awkward existence. And what do I mean by that? You know, it didn't start where it ended. I just recently, before I left, had a beautiful day at the beach, my one of my favorite beaches in Marin County, with my community and my dear friends that became my family over five years. But it doesn't happen immediately. And I think there's always a phase of being new at anything that is going to be really awkward and uncomfortable. And what I'm learning about that is, you know, when you're nervous in a new environment, if I look at my life right now, like I'm going into a new office with a new job, and it is totally that feeling of being the new kid at school and it being the first day of school, and you're like, are they going to like me? Am I going to make friends? Is this a good fit? All that stuff. What I really think about that is I think the nervousness and the maybe at times anxiety and the awkwardness, I think it means you really care. And the fact that you feel nervous or awkward doing something new or for the first time, it's a good indicator that you're doing the right thing. And so my first guiding principle is that the awkwardness means you care. So embrace the awkwardness and the nervousness of it being new. And my second guiding principle on trying new things and entering new chapters is you have to own that you care and know that you're worth it working out. And I think that stepping into anything new is inherently so vulnerable, especially because we've already already established that you care. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. It sounds even scarier to say, all right, I'm going to now put myself out there and 
own that this matters to me and share that feeling with people. For me, this was a really important turning point over my last five years in San Francisco to go from what I I suppose I would call protective apathy. And the first thing I think about is the atrocious culture of dating sometimes. I felt like this a lot in college where it was like you like someone, but like as soon as you tell them you like them, it's like you lose power. And it's like this really backwards belief that whoever cares less has more power. And I've so come to believe the opposite is in fact true. It is powerful to vulnerably state that you care. Like I think that one of the most courageous and powerful things we can do in this world is to say that we care about something or that we love someone and be okay with whatever we get back, because just being able to share that is so freaking powerful. And so I think about that in the context of my experience coming into my own and finding connection in San Francisco. And there was one moment where this shift really took place for me. And the yoga community has been such a source of finding my people in San Francisco. And the interesting thing is I went to this big training in the beginning of 2019 in Arizona, and there are people from all over the country, even the world there. And there was a group from San Francisco that I knew a little bit, but I didn't really, I wasn't really acquainted with them. And I kind of just decided, I was like, you know what? I'll keep my distance. I don't know them. I don't want to make it awkward. And so I'll just say, when people ask me, I'll say I'm from Buffalo, which is where I grew up. And, and I, of course I'm from Buffalo, but this was an opportunity to care about being from San Francisco and to put myself out there to make connections with that community. I remember really being confronted with that. I see these people and I've decided that it's too vulnerable to to try to make my way in and make connection. I think there's like a protective apathy to that. Like, oh, I'm good. I don't need it. I'll be okay on my own. Gosh, as I think about what who those people have become in my life since then, Because as the story goes, that year turned into me doing training and becoming a yoga teacher in San Francisco and that same community becoming my family over the last three years. If I didn't put myself out there to make connections with new people, the rest would have never transpired perhaps. And so for me, there's this turning point from, oh, I'm good on my own. I don't, I don't, I, I'm all set to really putting yourself out there, whether it's connecting with new people or trying something new, owning that you care. It reminds me of my process with moving back into acting even as acting was new. I one, to go back to the first guiding principle, it was so awkward <laughs> to go back to an acting class and 
have the most imposter syndrome that's like, oh God, I just came from my corporate job. I have barely done this since high school. Who the hell do they think I am? And at the same time, I was doing what I'm talking about with the second lesson where it's like, oh, it's not a big deal to me. I was brushing it off where it was like the biggest deal to me. And for a long time, I was like, oh, I'm just taking acting classes for fun. It's no big deal. And then over the course of two to three years, I started to own it to say, I'm studying acting again, and it's a really important part of my life, to now unimaginably being in a place where I'm saying I'm an actor. And so that second lesson is really whatever that thing is for you in stepping into a new uncomfortable chapter, gosh, you might as well just own it, that it's a part of you, it matters to you. It's your why for why you're stepping into the awkwardness of something being new. Keep that close and share it with the people around you. The third guiding principle that I want to share that, man, is so real for me right now, and I'll say it this way, sometimes just getting through the day is enough. I think, I know for me, when I start a new chapter and I just moved down to LA, I am trying to rush through the beginning of it. And I'm like, looking around this apartment, I'm like, the to-do list gets long so quickly. I need to unpack, I need to order furniture. I need to make a Pinterest board for what my new apartment should look like. I need to find a yoga studio. Like it, it I get ahead of myself. And quite frankly, it's just impossible to do everything at once. I'm actually thinking about my dear cousin, Rachel, who I just got to visit in Buffalo and she's a new mom. And I was so in awe of seeing her in her element with a little human who she just created and is now in the world with. And I remember thinking as I was talking to her, I was like, what you are showing me right now is, and you're doing it so gracefully and powerfully and you're so grounded in it. Sometimes just getting through the day is enough when something's new and your world has changed. I think that there's a real lesson there in self-compassion. And Rachel, me, seeing you last week taught me as I come back here, like that doing something new like that, especially motherhood, warrants a degree of honoring yourself and listening to what you need every day. Yeah, maybe just getting through the day is a huge feat. And I think it's beautiful to be able to adjust our parameter for what a successful day looks like based on what we're going through and what we need. You know, this week, it was, it was heavy for me. I came back from San Francisco with my new dog, my nameless sweet dog. It was so much to just get through the day and my new routine of going into the office and navigating LA traffic and all the things. It was enough to just get through. And today, this morning, I made it to a yoga class. That was a huge accomplishment based on where I am right now. When something is new, give yourself the compassion of sometimes just getting through the day is enough. Every day that's going to evolve a little bit by little bit. The fourth thing I want to touch on that's a really big piece for me of stepping into this new chapter, stepping into anything new, is 
the painful part of honoring what you're leaving behind. Um, My boyfriend just sent me a quote and it says, new beginnings are often disguised as painful endings. Oof, a heavy part of this transition for me has been leaving just the physical presence of my support system, my community, my way of being in San Francisco behind. I went through a series of beautiful goodbyes. My yoga community and my dear friends gave me such a lovely celebration. And I had this most perfect day at the beach with my friends in Marin County. I really struggled with this existential question of why would I leave a place that's so perfect? And I've cultivated this thing over the last five years and these people, I can't imagine my world without. Why would I ever leave it? And I don't know the answer to that. Well, I do a little bit. I think there's something larger at play in terms of my why and what I want to contribute to the world. And that's ultimately led me here. But here's what I know. And this is the fourth guiding principle for me is everything you've been through in that last chapter It's a part of you now in this new chapter because it happened. And the real relationships, they go with you. They don't go anywhere. And I'm not saying that means I'm going to talk to all my friends every single day. But those things that defined your last chapter, they're defining who you are entering this new chapter. And I think about my yoga community. I remember thinking, this is so odd because it's so hard to leave this place and these people, but I wouldn't be leaving without them. What a weird conundrum. And so no, we don't get to stop time and freeze this perfect picture of what, what's most comforting, what our life looks like. And there's a beautiful absurdity and irony to the last day I had in the Bay Area with all my deepest relationships in one place. For me, it was a symbol of what stepping into a new chapter can create. All of the discomfort and awkwardness I went through starting that San Francisco chapter five years ago led me to that profound connection and profound beauty. I learned so much about myself through all those people that became a part of my experience, all because of stepping into a new chapter and giving something new a chance. And that's the real beauty. You don't know what it's going to become, but because of you stepping into it, you stand a chance to find out. And it might even exceed your wildest expectations. You know, I, on the drive out of San Francisco with my boyfriend driving the U-Haul behind me, we drove around the Embarcadero and on, before getting on the Bay Bridge to leave the city, I passed the Levi's Plaza, the Levi's headquarter. And that was my first job. It was an internship that brought me out to the city. And I remember how awkward and knew it all was. And the memory that I can't shake that's (laughs) truly unfortunate is I had to make this ridiculous video on my phone introducing myself to my company because everyone was all over the world. And the Levi's headquarter has these really cool balconies like off of the office. And I was like, oh, I'll shoot this video out on 
one of these balconies. And I went up to one and I was really awkwardly, I'm so bad at the whole selfie, self-film thing. And I was so awkwardly doing like 10 takes of this intro video to send out. And then I guess someone was, I will turn around and someone was on the balcony and she goes, excuse me, you're on the CFO's private balcony. And I like put my towel between my legs and I didn't make eye contact. And I was like, oh yeah, right. Sorry. Let me go crawl into a hole. Yeah. So all the awkward moments, they're worth it. They just are. You're up to something bigger. You're going to find out what it is, but you're on the right path. And what I want to end with is just this idea that, you know, maybe you're listening to this and you're dying for something new. And I just don't think it always has to be a big thing. It doesn't have to be a move to a new city or a new job or a new relationship or a new 80-pound dog. That's just my recipe of the week. What I want to say is I think there's always something new to step into. And I'm reminded of a run I went on right before I left San Francisco. My dear friend Sam, who was on my last episode, if you haven't listened, you should check it out. I was like, she's an ultra marathoner, spoiler alert. I was like, before I go, I want to run Mount Tam with you, which is a mountain up in Marin about north of San Francisco. I knew I was getting myself into something I'd never done before. We leave super early. I think we're going to park like halfway up the hill, like at, at the trailhead. And she's like, no, we park in town and we run up the town to the trailhead. I'm like, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. And what ensued over the next three hours, we started at 6 a.m., we ended at 9, was a 10-mile run up through, gosh, one of my favorite places in the world, Mill Valley, up into Marin, up Mount Tam, above the clouds. And I was at the top of Mount Tam with her at the sunrise. And I was just thinking, I was like, I've lived here for five years. I've never done this. I've never seen anything like this in my life. And it's right in my backyard. And Sam, what you taught me that day was one, we can do hard things and we're capable of a lot more than we even think. And two, there is beauty in getting your ass out there to do something new, even if it's small. Sidebar 10 miles at Mon Mountain in the morning is not small by any stretch. I'm just giving myself a pat on the back publicly. There's always something new to step into. So whatever you've got going on, I hope you allow yourself to embrace the awkwardness and the nervousness. I hope you allow yourself to step into owning what you care about. Apathy is boring. We care what you care about. It's what you have to offer the world. I want you to own it. And if you're having a day and you're doing something new, it's enough to just get through the day. Sometimes just getting through the day is enough. And know that whatever you're leaving, yeah, it's not really being left behind. It's a part of you. It's with you. It's a part of you because it happened. And know there's always something new to step into. 
As we wrap up, I invite you to just think about looking back, where have you, where did you really take a chance on stepping into something new? Can you honor the risk you took in doing it and what's come from that moment of you trying it on? How has it shifted your life and what you're up to right now? Yeah, that's you that did that. It's a big deal. Maybe if there's something on the horizon, something you've been thinking about, you know, let your track record give you that reassurance that you know what you're doing. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's good to be back. And I look forward to connecting with you soon. Be on the lookout. I'm really excited about some of the guests I have coming up over the next few episodes. And yeah, keep on keeping on. Talk to you soon. Thank you for joining me today on The Truth Is. I hope today's episode has left you with a sense of strength and responsibility to trust your truth and tell your story. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can hit the subscribe and follow button or write us a review on Apple Podcasts or share it with a friend or an enemy. I don't know. Share what you learned and love about this episode and connect with me on your Instagram at thetruthis underscore underscore podcast. Yes, it's a double underscore. New episodes drop every Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. That's all for now, folks. Namaste.